Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank and I'm the host of the show. I discuss and review movies new and old. You can watch the show on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter under the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. You can listen wherever you get your podcast. Please rate and review the show on your app of choice. You can email the show at bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. Please visit the podcast website at letmebendyourear.com. All the episodes are available there. On this episode, I'm going to review Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, co-written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie, starring Tom Cruise. Now, of course, if you know these series of films, they're hugely popular, uh, some of the best action-adventure films ever made, which goes all the way back to 1996 with the original Mission Impossible, which was directed by Brian De Palma and starred Cruz, Emilio Estevez, and uh, had a script written by uh, Robert Town, the co-writer of Chinatown. And that started the series of films uh, that have continued on through today. So obviously it's been one of the most endearing characters that Cruz has ever played. And uh, in this film, this is the third film, again, directed by Christopher McQuarrie. He came on for 2015's Rogue Nation and then also co-wrote and directed 2018's Fallout. So if you've seen those films, I haven't reviewed them for this podcast, but if you've seen those films, those are fantastic. Uh, Rogue Nation is probably, I think, the best uh, Rogue Na- uh, Fallout is really good, but Rogue Nation is phenomenal. That's a great movie. And this movie follows in that footstep. So these are some of the best uh, action-adventure movies, like I said, of the last decade. Uh, it's pretty incredible when you have a series that's been on and you're on your seventh film uh, that you can boast the quality of, of what you bring. And for Tom Cruise especially, it's, it's, it's kind of indicative of the unprecedented career he's had in cinema. And, and actually, this movie is a piggyback off of Top Gun Maverick. And, and you know, I've reviewed that movie for the podcast. And obviously, when that movie was going to come out, I was skeptical that he was revisiting that character from the 80s. And what, you know, would that be a good movie? You know, I think I was pretty skeptical, like a lot of people. And, and to my astonishment, that movie was fantastic. So this follows in that footstep. So Tom Cruise, obviously, you know, he definitely cares about the audience, cares about making blockbusters. And, and this is no exception. So let's get into the review of Dead Reckoning. So the movie opens uh, with a Russian sub in a combat with another sub, an enemy sub, uh, that shoots a torpedo and the Russian sub is trying to do maneuvers to evade. And as that sequence unfolds, what ends up happening is the the submarine that they think they're fighting and the torpedo that they think that that submarine shot at them is actually not real. And the torpedo that they shoot turns around and destroys the submarine, sinks it. So we find out early in the film that what happened was this was a result of artificial intelligence, AI. So this is a timely subject matter with artificial intelligence. If you watch the news at all, there's controversy about the use of artificial intelligence in all kind of facets of life. And is it dangerous? Is it going to help us? And of course, you always get the scenario of Terminator when the... uh, when the intelligence becomes sentient and then attacks the human race, which is basically the the plot of Terminator. And uh, they reference this going sentient in this film as well. So, of course, Tom Cruise's character is Ethan Hunt. He is the leader of the Impossible Mission Force, IMF. So, of course, that's the thread through all these films. And, of course, he works still with uh, Luther, played by Ving Rhames, and Benji, played by Simon Pegg. So... What we find out also early in the film is that there is a key that's split in two that has to be put together. And this key unlocks the 
secret to running the AI, which in this movie is called Entity. So, of course, with a runaway AI, it basically has access to every single computer on the planet, every single cyber system, every single military system. Anything that runs on computers can be infiltrated by this AI. So, Ethan is recruited by Kittrich, who is played by actor Henry Zerny. So, which was a great surprise in this particular movie. Henry Zerny was in the original Mission Impossible as the leader of the IMF. So he hasn't been in any of these movies since the first one. So it was pretty cool to see him pop back in this film as a full circle back to the original Mission Impossible film from 1996. So that was very cool. So basically, Kittress uh, recruits Ethan and his team to obtain the key, get it back to him. So now he's the head of the CIA. And also in the film, you're introduced to the director of national intelligence, played by Carrie Elways, the actor best known for Princess Bride, Glory, a very good English actor. So he is the director of national intelligence who is finding out about the IMF, which he didn't know, and the race to get this key. So in Abu Dhabi, where the film, early in the film takes place, they are trying to retrieve the key before it's sold. And then you have actress Haley Atwell, who's a new participant in this series of films, she is a thief that pick, pickpockets the person that has the key. So this complicates the situation for Ethan. So basically, he's he's trying to get her, get the key, try to figure out how to how to outsmart her. She's trying to outsmart him and evading him in multiple areas, which leads to a series of fantastic action sequences um, that comprise the film. It's very, very well done. Um, Haley's character's name, Grace. So... There's this outstanding chase sequence in Rome. There is a phenomenal train sequence. And of course, there's a sequence where you see that you've seen in the trailer where he's on a motorcycle and jumps off a cliff. It's unbelievable. Uh, he's still doing his own stunt still. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. And uh, these access sequences are nonstop. The plot moves forward quickly. This, hour clocks, this movie clocks in at about two hours and 45 minutes. So it's creeping on three hours. And you know, in this podcast, I've talked about the length of movies. And a lot of times that length is prohibitive and enjoyment of the movie because it feels bloated this movie does not do that this movie moves quick uh it's it's there's no lull at all uh so that time that running time is fantastic then that's just the the a testament to the great pacing of of chris mccrory's direction here the music is fantastic actually i didn't look up the composer i should have but obviously you've got the lalo schifrin famous mission impossible theme uh from the television show but the music for this film is, is really, really well done, as it is in the other ones, too. Uh, but the music is fantastic here. And the rest of the cast, like I said, you have Ving Rhames back, Simon Pegg back. You have uh, Rebecca Ferguson playing Ilsa Faust, also from Rogue Nation and from Fallout. So she's back as well uh, as the MI6. At this point, she's a former MI6 because she's been expelled uh, from the MI6. But she's uh, assisting the team as well. And as I stated, Haley Atwell. You also have Vanessa Kirby returning uh, as the White Widow. Uh, the arms dealer that appeared in Fallout as well. And as, as it appears, she is the daughter of Vanessa Redgrave's character, again, back in the original Mission Impossible, uh, the arms dealer. So that's her daughter. So again, a reference back to the original film. And then Isai Morales, uh, great actor from the 80s. He's, he pops up now and then. He's fantastic as well. He plays Gabriel, who is a another person from Ethan's past. There is a flashback sequence with Gabriel and Ethan where Gabriel has murdered a woman that Ethan knew, and this actually predates him joining the IMF. Uh, so they refer back to that. So that 
incident with Gabriel resulting in the death of that woman prompts Ethan to join the IMF. So they, they reference that. And so, of course, they have a history. And Gabriel in this film is a terrorist as well. And he is working along with the AI. So the AI is communicating with him to tell him what to do. And basically, that's that's he's the main antagonist of the film. But of course, you've got him as an antagonist. The AI is an antagonist. You have the CIA who's chasing Ethan and his team because they always do things rogue off grid. So they're being chased by that. So you've got multiple strands of action going on at the same time, which contributes to the pacing of the film, which is nonstop action. Like I said, there's no lulls. Um, one of the great strengths of this, and which shows the great strength of the screenplay as well, when there's not action going on, when there's dialogue to move the story along, even that is interesting. That is not dull. That is not boring. And those scenes don't last too long where you're going, okay, what's going to happen? They they serve the purpose to move the story forward to get you to the next action sequence. And they do that very, very well. And you care about the characters and what's at stake. And of course, just like in any Mission Impossible movie, there are many things at stake and and terrible things happen. And you know the result of actions lead to dire consequences for certain people. And that's just the way all these movies work. And this movie is no exception. So like I said, it's a two-hour, 43-minute film that does not feel like it, which is the best compliment I can give it. Uh, again, the the acting is fantastic all the way across the board. Uh, you know, from you know, Tom Cruise is always fantastic. He puts his all into the, everything he does and into this role as well. And like I said, it's great to see uh, Henry Cerny back. Rebecca Ferguson is great. Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg. They're you know they've been in all these movies together, so it's like a it's like a well-oiled machine, and they do this well. But it doesn't feel like a retread. It doesn't feel like a a, a um, rehash of something that they've done before. Uh, it's just bigger, more impactful. They're just trying to go bigger and bigger every time, and it's working very, very well. One of the things that I noticed when I was as I was watching going through Mission Impossible is comparing it to a movie I just reviewed a couple of episodes back, which was Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. You can go back and listen to that episode. But long story short, as far as that film in comparison to Mission Impossible, my issues with Dial of Destiny, and as I said in the podcast, the movie is watchable. But there, it's tough when you're comparing it dial of destiny to raiders of the lost ark which to me and i've said it and i'll say it forever is the greatest action adventure movie ever made it's perfect that's a high standard that you have to meet and it's tough and the my issues with dial of destiny are the fact that there's too many times in the movie where it's just not moving forward non-stop action it's just not there it's not there there's some great action sequences but it's just not enough uh, for that movie that movie also clocks in actually about the same time i think it's about two hours 45 minutes so it's almost the same length as mission impossible and you can see the difference in the two movies because i was thinking about that literally when i was going to think about this review and watching the movie last night was how mission impossible succeeds in the areas where dial of destiny does not and that's why mission impossible is just just a higher level of action film and like i said part of that with dial of destiny is you're dealing with an 80 year old actor uh playing that role in a high in a heavily you know, a heavy action movie where you have Tom Cruise, who shockingly is he's just turned 61, is still doing all of his stunts and still looks, you know, like he can do this for another 30 years. It's 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 insane. So that's tough there. But like I said, the, the, these Mission Impossible movies seem to try to top themselves. And like I said, now I will say 
and I'll get to my star review momentarily. But what I will say is, again, it's really, really good. I still think of the three Rogue Nation, Fallout, and this film, I still think Rogue Nation, the first of the three that McQuarrie has directed, I still think that one's the best one. Now, that being said, Fallout and this movie are fantastic. So they've set a high bar for themselves. So every one of those films are phenomenal. But I still think Rogue Nation, I would give it a tick. It's just the story, everything about that movie is is really, really, really good. But again, Dead Reckoning Part 1 is great. So the Part 1, don't let that, not that it would dissuade you from watching the movie, but one of the great things about this Part 1 movie is even though we know there's another one coming, the second part of this film, it's not something like Avengers Infinity War where there was an ending where you knew they kind of left stuff hanging for Endgame. In, in Dead Reckoning here, they end this movie. They leave something there, but it's it's a self-contained movie, which is really cool. Even though you know it's part one, the way this story, this particular story ends has an end, but leaves it open for you know that there's more things to come and repercussions of things that have occurred in the film that you just watched. So they really did a great job of not having an ending where you're going, oh, come on, where they leave. They don't leave you hanging, which is great. It's not a cliffhanger. You, the move the story. This story. This part of the story ends, but you know there's another one coming, and there's things that are going to happen as a result of what's happened here. That's going to be a continuation of Dead Reckoning Part Two, which I think was supposed to come out next year. I have to double check, and I'll post it later. But I think they pushed it back a year, so I think it's not going to come out till 2025. I'll I'll check that, and then I'll I'll, I'll confirm it on my social media. But again, they ended this one here, so don't let the part one go. Well, I'm just going to wait. Don't do that. It's it, it it's self contained. Really, really well done. Like I said, you've got locations all around the world. You've got Rome, Abu Dhabi, um, Venice. Just a fantastic globe-trotting action adventure. And again, like I said, these Mission Possible movies have set the high, high bar. So like I said, and I posted it earlier today on my social media, I don't watch as many movies as most critics do. I don't get to go to every single movie. But I, at the we're past the halfway point of the season. So of the movies I've seen this year, the top three movies I've seen this year, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, this film, Dead Reckoning, and Air, the Ben Affleck story about the Michael Jordan signing with Nike. That's uh, I would highly recommend Air as well. I've reviewed it for the podcast as well. I was very surprised at how good that movie was. That was a pleasant surprise, actually. I really enjoyed it. And it's one of the be- three best movies I've seen this year. Uh, that's playing on Amazon, so check it out. It's fantastic. It's really, really good. But anyway, Dead Reckoning, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Starring Tom Cruise, directed by Christopher McQuarrie. I am giving four and a half stars out of five. So on my scale, that is a highly rewatchable film. It is unbelievable. Uh, Like I said, I give it four and a half because like I said, I would probably, and I haven't reviewed Rogue Nation, I give that a tick higher. So I would probably give Rogue Nation five. Um, So spoiler alert, if I review it, that's probably what I would give Rogue Nation but um, I think it's Dead Reckoning is a tick below it. But very, like I said, that's nitpicking. There's nothing in this movie that I didn't like. So I usually say things I like and things I didn't like. There was nothing that I did not like in this movie. Everything is fantastic. It's just, I think the story of Rogue Nation as far as the political intrigue and things like that, it's just slightly better than this one. But that's a nitpicking critique. This movie is fantastic. You should go out and see it. See it on a big screen. Uh, as Tom Cruise is you know, preaching about it, he actually put that message again in this movie like he did with Top Gun, McQuarrie, and 
and Tom Cruise appear at the beginning of the film right people love Tom Cruise thanking the audience for and like I've said and I think Christopher Nolan is the other the other I'm about to see Oppenheimer in a couple of weeks the Christmas Nolan movie I'm very excited to see that um Tom Cruise as well as a champion for the theatrical movie experience. So with streaming and with the ease of seeing movies at home, and I get it, I understand it, it's helped me as a reviewer to catch movies that I wouldn't normally be able to see in the theaters. So I am, but I am for the theatrical movie experience. I've been a, a movie fan since I was a child. To see movies for me. He makes these movies for the theatrical experience. And he appreciates the fans coming out to see it. And I appreciate him making movies for the big screen. That's what's going to keep Hollywood afloat. Hopefully the theatrical experience. I don't think it'll ever go away. But it's definitely been impacted. And I've talked about that in previous shows. Obviously the biggest impact of, of this is the superhero sequels, you know, franchise type movies, which I love to watch as well. Squeezing out the mid-level dramas that are made for adults um which is uh stuff you don't get this is why i'm looking forward to oppenheimer this is why even with quentin tarantino i do love the fact that he's an original voice and he makes adult dramas uh that are original early reviews for oppenheimer are very positive so i'll be seeing that in a couple of weeks and 70 millimeter i'm looking forward to that it's coming out so again uh this is a movie to see on the big made for that and it's worth your money and worth your time it's a fantastic film so again i'm giving mission impossible dead reckoning part one four and a half stars out of five so my recommendation is go see it you'll have a great time if you love the other ones you'll love this one as well it's a fantastic film so definitely check it out um, four and a half stars out of five And again, I want to thank you for listening to the show and listening to the review of Mission Impossible. You can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. The handle is at EarPod. If you would like to support the podcast, if you're watching the video, you can click on the QR code here on the top left corner. Or you can go to the show's Twitter page and hit the tip jar there. This will help cover the cost of hosting the podcast. Thank you for listening and have a great week.